everybody, you did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! It's Talking Boys with the Boys. Cowboys familiar. What's up? This is Talking Boys with the Boys. And we're back again with some of that Cowboys fuego. But first, a little business. Please take a minute to share and subscribe. Leave us a rating and a review wherever you find this pod. Five stars and a couple of sentences on why you love this pod would be greatly appreciated. And now, the conglomerate, the panel of homies, I'm your host, Adam Y, along with my co-host, Mark D, also known as Jack Reacher's long-lost little brother. Andres, a.k.a. Dreezy. This is Mario Herrera, a.k.a. Super Mario, a.k.a. the Twitter space sleeper. This is Connor Livesy, and I don't have a cool nickname, so it's just Connor Livesy. There you go. Okay. He he bought his business. It's okay. That's it. That's (laughs) it. it. And we we, by the end of the show, you're gonna have one, Connor. (laughs) Yeah, you guys can't sign me I got you. I got you, man. Bruh. Snyder, the super douchebag, hired his own people to investigate the shit show of a team formerly known as the Redskins, aka Washington Fuckboy team. And to top it off, Washington fans still got the D in their mouths after they revealed their new name and logo, Commanders. Commanders, dog? <laughs> Look, Washington fans, we don't like you either. The sound of your piss hitting the urinal, it sounds feminine. And if we were in the wild, I would attack you. Even if you weren't in my food chain, I would go out of my way to attack you. If I were a lion and you were a tuna, I would swim out in the middle of the ocean and freaking eat you. Then I'd bang your tuna girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> The sound of your piss hitting the urinal? It sounds feminine. Mm. If we were in the wild, I would attack you. Even if you weren't in my food chain, I would go out of my way to attack you. If I were a lion and you were a tuna, I would swim out in the middle of the ocean and freaking eat you. And then I'd bang your tuna girlfriend. You don't don't get it. There is a darkness inside of me. It wants to get out, wants to walk around. It wants some walking around money. And it wants to buy some shoes. And it wants to... It wants to walk up with the people and say, hey, Gator don't play no shit. You you feel me? Gator never been about that. Never never been about playing no shit. So this bitches better be using Jimmy's. Hey, Mark, why don't you bring us in with some Cowboys news, dog? What's good, Cowboys Nation? Look good, feel good, feel good, pod good. Let's eat, baby. Y'all don't get it. Decision-making process. There's a decision-making darkness inside of Jerry. It wants to get out. It wants to walk around. It wants some walking around money. And it wants to buy some players. It wants to walk up to people and say, hey, Jerry don't play no shit. You feel me? Jerry never been about that. <laughs> Jerry never been about playing no shit. Apparently, Mr. Jones had one rule for his coaches when they were trying to pimp themselves out to the NFL. Jerry's bitches better be wearing jimmies. Can't you just picture it, Cowboys Nation? A secret <laughs> late night meeting between Mike, Sean, Steven, and Daddy. I mean, Jerry where details are discussed, and it ends with Steven driving away slowly while Jerry is leaning out of the passenger seat waving, Bye, Sean! Bye, Mike. Go back inside. Bye, Sean! You're a very handsome man, Sean. Mike, take your ugly ass back in the house. Bye, Sean! <laughs> On to the news. 
the Wonder Boy is returning to Dallas, and our Cowboys were retaining Kellen as OC. Boo. It looks like the yeah, I know. Andres ain't gonna like that one. <laughs> it looks like the Finns decided to go with Mike Daniels. McDaniel's, after all, looks like we brought in some competition for the peg leg. We signed kicker Chris Nager out of Southern Methodist to the mm-hmm. reserve future list on on Friday. Cowboys added a little help to the coaching staff by finalizing a deal today with former Boise State offensive coordinator Robert Prince to make him their wide receivers coach. Look like those Fair. tentacles from Kellen are starting to reach out to some help that he knows, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it appears wide receiver Michael Gallup is finalizing his plan to come, I mean, will undergo surgery tomorrow as he continues <laughs> to recover from a torn ACL injury suffered in week 17. Back to you, BB. Well, let's, let's hop right into it, man. What I want to know is Jerry versus Steven. When it comes to the final decision-making, would you take Jerry for 10 more years or Steven for five? And how concerned are you that Steven will end up neutering this team in the little window we have? And I'll start with you first, Connor. Um, I mean, for me, I think I would rather have Jerry and his approach, you know, for the last 20 years over what Steve, you know, Steven's been more involved over the last probably seven or eight Um. I mean, kind of like you said, like, I feel like Steven's already kind of done the neutering of this team. You know, they haven't really been a player in free agency in the last, I don't know, seven or eight years. And that's kind of when he got involved. So, I mean, you see the two teams playing in the Super Bowl and the Bengals and the Rams are both aggressive agency in the trade market. Mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs, who have often, you know, are Super Bowl representing the AFC in the Super Bowl, playing an AFC championship are aggressive. Um, and free agency in the trade market. So a lot of the teams that are playing uh, on Super Bowl weekend are playing in those conference championship weekends are aggressive and free agency in the trade market. And while the Cowboys did trade a first round pick for Amari Cooper uh, back in 2018, that's really the big that and Robert Quinn's been really the only two trade acquisitions the team's made and it's worked for them, but they just still don't do it enough. And I think that's due to Steven's more conservative approach. Jerry, you said Jerry for 10 or Steven for five? Yeah. Does Jerry have 10, 10 more years, honestly, on this <laughs> plan? Not real life. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark, man, he's trying to put him out the pasture already. Jeez. I mean, if, Jerry, if Jerry's drinking the blood of virgins, and I guess he's – I mean, I guess, right? So, yeah, I sure. I mean, the thing is, I want to see what Steven can do with basically full control, right? Like I mean, I've I've been I've been wanting that for years, and then, but as I think as we get closer to that, I'm really thinking like, damn, do I though? Like, do I want Steven to have full control eventually? I don't know, because mm-hmm. it's, I mean, Jerry does head scratching things, but I feel like we can still kind of see like what he is trying to do, whereas with Steven, I really don't know. I'm not saying he's bad. But yeah. I don't know, is he really that dude? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I mean, I agree with you guys as well, man. Um, like Connor just stated, man, Steven's been been doing this for what, five, six years now. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I uh, As Mark would say, and I'm sorry, Mark, I'm going to steal it from you. I'd rather go with the devil I do know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's – I mean, I know Jerry, and I know what he wants to do, and I know uh, – hey, for, for people out there that says Jerry don't want to win, I think they're dumb, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? To, to say mm-hmm. the man doesn't want to win is ridiculous. That's ludicrous, man. He's a businessman. You know what I mean? Of course he's going to – of course he's 
he's gonna make money and he wants to to be the the most lucrative franchise in the world. You know what I mean? Like who doesn't? Yeah. So that doesn't deter that the man does not want to win. I I, I don't know. I, I it just it's just. I don't know, Steven, man. Steven's got a lot to prove, man. I, I, right now, uh, uh, as as the fellas would say on Twitter, Catboy Jones. I don't know, man. He's he's uh, the windows, the 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 opportunities, or the windows getting smaller, man. I I don't know, man. If it if there was ever a time, man, to do something, I thought it would have been this year that just passed, um, and uh, maybe going into next season. But that's I don't know. I, I, it's a tough question, man. But uh, Mario, what do you think, man? Well, we're talking hypothetically here. Mm-hmm. I would take Steven for five years because if it means after these five years the Jones aren't in charge anymore, I'd be down with that. Mm. So nice take. You know, we I, I think they got Jerry and Steven are on opposite ends of the spectrum. So you got Jerry, he's the wild card, he's the flamethrower, you know, he's the signing Tara Lawrence, he's the trading for Roy Williams, you know, mm-hmm. he was wanting to draft Johnny Manziel. So he's yep. way over here on the left, and then you got Steven over here on the right, who's a He's kind of known for being a penny pincher and playing it safe. So uh, it'd be cool if you could blend those two and get them somewhere in the middle. But yeah. we've seen what, what Jerry can do since he bought the team. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say we know the way he runs things from 94 on because yeah. I think we can all agree that from 89 to 93, that was Jimmy. Yeah. So yeah. give me Steven for five years. Mm-hmm. Let him prove it to me. See what he can do. Um, like like Andres said, we really don't know what it is that Steven does. It, it could be, you know, he started taking more control. Maybe a lot of that credit goes more towards Will McClay. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. In the scouting department. Yeah. So give me Steven for five years. And uh, the one thing I don't want is uh, I, I don't want to go out like the Raiders and Al Davis half senile still running the team. But please, God, don't let that happen. <laughs> oh, that's already happened, Mario. What you talking about? Yeah. Hey, hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Can we can we split the difference and just have uh, Steven's brother do something? I mean, he has a brother, right? I mean, Jerry Junior. Honestly, I'd rather Charlotte. I'd rather Charlotte. I'd rather Charlotte come in there and start knocking some heads over. There you go. You don't no shit. Well, look, yeah, you know, man, look, first of all, Andres, have you ever heard the name David Rockefeller? You ever heard that name? Yes, I have. Okay. He had <laughs> six heart surgeries, bro. He had his last one when he was 99 in fucking space. So Jerry's going to be around for a, while, for a while. You got the money, yeah. you can make it work, bro. Uh, so, uh, hey, man, as far as those two are compared, I mean, look, hindsight is always twenty twenty. We look yeah. at what we just had in that season. We went 12 and 5. We got ousted in the first round. And us as Cowboys fans, we just want heads to roll. We're sitting here and we want some sort of something to be fixed, something to look better. But at the same time, I mean, there was a point maybe about 10 years ago where I was going, Jerry, put your pocketbook up, man. We don't need to pay some of these players who are past their prime. We don't need to keep paying these dudes that already showed. They're paying them basically for what they did, not what they're going to do. And Steven mm-hmm. stepped in and I was sitting there at the, at the altar of Steven Jones going, thank you. Thank you for taking the fucking checkbook out of that senile old man's hand. Thank you. And... <laughs> I really think that Steven brought in Will. I don't think Jerry went looking for him. I don't think that was Jerry's idea. I think Steven brought Will in. But I will say this. What you do with all those cap movements and saving money and moving money over is for what you have right now. Like, you do all those things so that when you have a product on the field and a quarterback that can actually take you somewhere, you can build around him and put weapons around him. 
It's like Steven is is over here, like going ass backward with some things. Because like it's right now, you hear in the media, you're going, "Oh, who are we keeping, Amari or D Law?" It's like if I win a if I want a Super Bowl next year, I want both of them, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, look, we had both of them this year, and we were ousted in the first round, guys. So, from my standpoint, I don't know, guys. I mean, look. I'm very happy being a Cowboys fan. I'm about to make, you know, I'm a delusional, obsessed realist. So I understand that we're 500 and we're the most lucrative sports team in the world. That's yeah. Jerry, guys. That's not Steven. So at this point, if Jerry didn't do that, we'd be fucking Cleveland. We'll if, Jerry be do that, if, Jerry, if Jerry didn't license everything out to Walmart, make a pro shop, make sure. You ever wonder why you go into a general wall, um, mall and you're not going to find that much Cowboy shit? Jerry monopolized that shit. He knows what you're looking for. He, right. he, he, he wants you to get, put a piece into his pocket. So, I mean, I can get mad at all those things, but I'm not delusional to the fact that Jerry is a business man. man. <laughs> oh. yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, don't know, oh. I like Steven's hey. moving, but I'll, t- I'll, I'll, take, I'll take C. Will McClay needs a 20-year fucking contract. How about that? <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, I did say final decision-making, though. I know Will's in the, in the building making moves, man, but yeah, dog. Um, but yeah, since we're playing hypotheticals, man, if Rogers or to say Russ were to come to the East, Washington and New York, uh, or even possible Philly, uh, and we cut Amari and, uh, Amari and D-Law trying to save, how far does that put us behind the eight ball? I mean, I, I guess for me, I, I don't think, and it could just be a factor of it being Seattle and Pete Carroll and all that, but like, the more I watch Russell Wilson over the last two years, the more he's starting to look like he's not the same guy that he was. Um, again, I know he had the finger injury this year, but yeah. it's the Pro Bowl. Don't get me wrong. But even some of the throws he made in the Pro Bowl, like rolling to his right, trying to throw across his body, and you know, he was skipping rocks uh, a few times. Yeah. I just don't think he's got – I mean, he, he his body's breaking down a little bit. He's missing some games here. You know, he had the freak finger – injury um he's still a great athlete he still can create off script but i just don't think he's that top three or four quarterback that we all kind of thought he was for most of his career so for russ i'm not worried about it for rogers you know i still think he's one of the top two or three talented quarterbacks in the nfl um you know i think that i think the giants are still going to be the giants and while we do like to make fun of the washington commanders football team Gonna call him at this point. <laughs> I just think they have a pretty decent roster with Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas. You know, they're probably gonna look to add a receiver yep. in this draft class or free agency. So for me, you know, they have the weapons on offense. Um, their offensive line isn't bad. You know, they they got some guys coming up in free agency. So if you get in a situation where a Russell wash, I'd be a little concerned with that. But I mean, even then I still think the Cowboys should still have the better overall team out of anyone in the NFC East. I would think, you know, if they do move on for DeMarcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper, then that changes a lot of things depending on how you replace them. But I mean, you were what three games better than Philadelphia with those guys this year. So it's tough to see you, you know, losing them. And if, if they get better and you don't, because the only way this team's going to get better and we've seen it for years is they're only going to get better through, Free, they're only going to get better through the draft, not through free agency. So, yeah, um, I got you. Well, let me let me pick up real quick because, like, for me, <laughs> I don't know, man. If Aaron Rodgers goes over to New York and he teams up with Dable, I'm scared shitless. Yeah, and now right, you got Wink just, on the other side of the ball. 
So, yeah, exactly, on the defensive end. And then you still got a hell of a running back back there in Saquon. I mean, you know, I mean, the offensive weaponry on the outside, we've seen Rodgers do more with less, you know, sometimes. Devontae Adams, of course. But, I mean, over there in, in Redskin land, sorry, Comadre land, um, <laughs> if, if Russ went over there, man, I was already coming into this season with a big check mark on their defense being top five, at least, you know, at least top ten with the Redskins. Yeah. You know, or Comadres, whatever. And if you stick Russ in that situation, they got some skilled players on the offensive end. Their line is suspect. I mean, we were tearing through that bitch getting a title Heineke before he can get to his drop. But if you put somebody who's a little more athletic from Russ's end, and I I, I don't think he's as far back maybe as Connor might think. I, I'm, I don't think he's Drew Brees right now, you know, when Drew Brees last year was there. I think he's a step up that above that. And, I mean, what, two or three years, their offense has basically let Russ cook, right? And that's as, as good as they've went. So, if you stick one of those two into the NFC East, I mean, honestly, I think I'd, I'd like it. Kick a – you know, put a little fire underneath us, try to do something here. But I mm-hmm. would be worried. I would. I agree as well. Uh, only because well, – okay, so let's, let's talk about um, New York real quick. Uh, Mark likes to use a phrase, uh, and, his, and his phrase is, talent ain't enough. Well, we've seen that. We've seen that with the Cowboys. Loaded roster, it's not enough. Um, year in and year out. Now you got the New York Giants who got uh, Dable and um, and Wink on the other side. You plug in a guy like Rodgers or Russ over there, hey, man, coaching makes a difference. I've seen it. You know what I mean? So I, I think something like that, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Rivera, that just... I don't. I don't like the guy, man. I don't. I, I mean, he's a crybaby dude. I think this dude is. I think he's he's overrated. I don't. I don't think he's that great of a coach. He's got players over there. Hell, they fucking been playing. I mean, they've been they've been picking number uh, overall number one guys for fucking ten years straight, damn near. Uh, you know what I mean? So that's why that D line is what it is. You know that defense is what it is. So, I, I, Washington. Eh, I don't know. The uh, New York Giants, man, it's it's one of those things, man, where it's um, uh, history tends to repeat itself in the East. Whoever, whoever really re- uh, repeats, you feel me? So that that's how I feel about it. Well, you know, Mario- Rodgers is my personal boogeyman, bro. So that's probably why I'm a little biased. <laughs> I think he's all of Cowboys Nation's <laughs> boogeyman, dude. That fucker. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Well, as far as Rodgers to New York, you got to look at a few things. He's 37. Mm-hmm. All right. He's, yeah, you know, quarterbacks are playing better, you know, as they age or whatever, but he's not Tom Brady. He doesn't take care of his body. He doesn't have the lifestyle that Tom Brady has. There will never be another Tom Brady. Whoa, whoa, get off that man's Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady. You can the option, though, right now, Mario. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady any day of the week, twice on Sunday. (laughs) Talent-wise, maybe. (laughs) But, But... you know, you're talking about what I'm saying is the way he takes care of himself, you know. He doesn't do that. And I, got you. I get what you're saying, man. Hey, I don't man. know. I, I I just feel like I feel like Doesn't he take them horse tranquilizers though? He does something. <laughs> <laughs> Ivermectin, bro. Ivermectin. He's immunized. He's immunized. I got immunized. I mean, sure. gonna... I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mario. <laughs> I, I was gonna say something real quick too. Um Yeah, go ahead, Connor. Yeah. For for Rogers, I mean I just I don't even think I mean y'all tell me if you think I'm wrong here, but like I don't even think he'd consider Washington or New York because he's kind of wanting out of Green Bay because he doesn't mm-hmm. think that team's good enough to win a Super Bowl. And it's kinda of like Oh yeah, definitely. That's no, what he's kind of been that's his been you know, his whole thing is like, well, the GM's not putting the pieces around me to win a Super Bowl. So 
I mean, damn, mm-hmm. I almost feel like he's probably going to be Super Bowl hunting at this point. And... Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Oh, yeah. No, Connor, it's more – It's yeah. more. that's more like the hypothetical that Jerry's going to be alive. Right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's – just, it's just it, it was just a hypothetical question. Um, yeah, no, no, I got you. Basically, basically because I think – like I said, I think, I think New York has uh, a coaching staff now, man. And and like I've said, I, I've I've seen a lot of ball, and in in various various sports, man, uh, coaching makes a difference. Coaching makes a difference, man. I yeah. mean, and, and 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 I keep going back to the fact that we are, we, dude, across the board, we are super fucking talented, super talented. You you can go up and down the goddamn roster, man. And hell, um, we had fans this year getting so fucking pissed that Cedric Wilson <laughs> and Noah Brown. Uh, couldn't fucking go out and win games for you because they, I don't know what, I guess we were just, I mean, I guess they were just blind thinking that these guys were number ones too. You know what I mean? All pro Noah Brown. <laughs> no, all, all pro, pro Noah, Noah Brown. Brown. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. So coaching matters, man, at, at the end of the day. So that's that's where the hypothetical was, man. But uh, Mario, yeah, jump back in, man. I mean, so how much do we really know about Brian Dable? Man, we know he's good. I've got an extensive resume. Yeah, he does. I said last podcast that I, I, I think within a year, I think Dable is going to be the best coach in that division. Now, I'm not saying the Giants are going to be the best team, but I do think Dable is going to be looked at as the best coach. And I think all he needs – and I fully do think the Giants are going to make a move for Russ. I really do. I really can't picture Russ in New York. Well, and you know, just that go back to Mario's question right there. I mean, yeah. we're not in the know like some of these pe- some of these people on your end on Dave. Well, how do we know he's that good? Anybody that's come on here that's kind of a little further in the know than us, they kind of give you ideas of certain things like KT, uh, Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan. I mean, hey, he's he's an amazing coach. And then Kingsbury, ah, oh, he's better as an offensive coordinator. Everybody to a man, and in the national narrative, Dave yep. is considered a genius at you know offensive scheme and concept. You know what I mean? And he's kind of a player's coach in that end, too. So that's kind of what where we come from with that. But hey, yeah. he could be, you know, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury was thought to be what Ryan Gosling, uh, you know, with a beautiful <laughs> mind, right? And then we kind of yeah. look at it and you're like, eh, well, we'll see. So yeah. you never know. It's just, it's, it's just hard for me to imagine a football coach spent that much time with Belichick. He was down there with Saban at Bama. Mm-hmm. And we saw what he's done with Josh Allen in Buffalo. Yeah. It's just it's hard for me to imagine a dude who's been around that much good football the last 20 years yep. and for him just to suck, you know? Hey, I'll like, play devil's advocate real quick. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it, Josh McDaniels? <laughs> Josh McDaniels? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he was under Belichick for all that time. We thought he was about to go into Denver and be this amazing, you know, hey, bro, yeah. he's been under Bill. And you're like, hey, what happened, bro? What are you doing? You need Tommy that bad, bro? Okay, you know, and, and that was Josh McDaniels. Okay, so and then yeah, Mario think... said it, Bill O'Brien. I mean, shit. Yeah. Well, see, O'Brien. See, man, I look at O'Brien as he he just like just like Adam Gates to me. They really got gassed up by being these these goat quarterbacks, QB coach or offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Like I just I can't look at anything Tom Brady did. I'm sorry. I know a guy. I know and, and and be like yeah, and be yeah, like me too. you know what <laughs> like you know yeah yeah like you know what yeah Tom Brady's doing this because of Bill O'Brien no mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien's looking good because of Tom Brady like let's get that straight Adam Gates look good because of Peyton Manning like let's get that straight like that for me looking at I mean for me outside looking in that's the case I don't know 
I could Kellen be Moore looked good thinking. because of Dak. <laughs> Tony Romo looked good despite Jason Garrett. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's segue to this, man. Since we're talking to, uh, since you brought up um, OCs that that kind of popped and now and now uh, got their shot at uh, Ace, uh, at, yeah, at, at head coaching gigs. We got one Kellen Moore that got a shot. And didn't quite make it this year, but it's all good, man. But what I do want to ask is, what does Kellen Moore's return as OC do for this team? And with the talent we have, could we get the same results with any other play caller? I mean, I think it, it's tough because I think you know what you're getting with Kellen Moore, and that's a guy who, while he has plenty of negatives, he does bring some positives to the table. I mean, again, like – for the first six or seven weeks, this offense looked like it was unstoppable. I just think he's experienced. He's been a coordinator pretty much two years at this point. So I just think he's got some developing and some learning to do, like any young player, any young coach, anything. You know, he's just got to learn to yeah. develop. He's got to learn to adjust when guys figure him out. So, I mean, again, like I'm, I'm down on Kellen Moore, like a lot of people. Um, I was kind of 50 50 on wanting him, you know. If he didn't take a job, I knew they weren't going to fire him. And I didn't think it was a situation where he should get fired just because what else, you know, who are you bringing in? Unless you're talking about bringing in an Eric Bieniemy or a, you have this great option to bring in behind him. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can get worse. We've seen that with Scott Linehan. We've seen that with hey. Jason Gary. And again, I think, you know, (laughs) you kind of see some of the things that Kellen Moore struggles with. And I think that that kind of comes from where he came from. And that is the Jason Garrett, Scott Linehan tree, but he's, he's adjusted from that. Some, I mean, again, we, we ran the ball on first and second down at the highest rate in the NFL under Scott Linehan and Jason Garrett. And we do pretty much the opposite now with Kellen Moore. So it's good to see him kind of develop away from some of those bad tendencies and get into some good things. It's just he's got to figure out how to run the ball effectively against slight boxes, and he hasn't been able to do that. You can blame that on him. You can blame that on the offensive line. You can blame that on the running backs themselves. Um, You can blame that on the ownership for maybe not allowing Tony Pollard to play more, um, even though he did put up you know better numbers. It is. So there's there's a multiple of fingers that you can point at this offensive issue, and, and some of it's probably not even his fault. Um, but yeah, he's got to, he's either got to grow the, the sack to sack up to somebody and tell them like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. I'm the coordinator. I'm going to coordinate this offense or he's got to learn to call it that way. And that's kind of the, the, we're stuck in the middle right now of not knowing, is it Kellen Moore? Is it Jerry picking who's playing? Is it the offensive line not able to block? Is it the running backs not healthy or unable to perform? So there's plenty of different options you can point to, to the struggles. Absolutely, absolutely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and, and here on the podcast, uh, me, Mark, and Andreas, we we discussed plenty of times. I mean, who who was out there? Who was out there that that the Joneses were gonna were gonna say this guy is better than my guy? No one, absolutely no one. And but well, yeah, like Big Road Dog, you got you got lies, damn lies, and stats, right? Yes, sir. I mean, we've discussed that before, and you look at Kellen, and Kellen is a prime example of that. Because uh, I mean, we're all sitting here pissed off, and I mean, Andres wants to cut his fucking head off and throw him down the sewer. <laughs> You know Damn. what I mean? And, and we That's had the number one offense in the NFL, and we were ousted in the first round. Yep. Okay? But when I say that to say this, like, that would be a positive in my opinion, in, in, in a sense. Because you look at Kellen Moore, number one coordinator in the NFL, no. Nah, he's probably, you know, middle of the pack, somewhere around there. 
But the way we ran our offense, going forward on four, doing all these things, playing offense kind of like the, the Phoenix Suns for a little bit at, at a point, that kind of explodes your numbers, accentuates everything, you know, puts uh, lipstick on a pig, however you want to put it. But at the same time, the thing that pisses me off, Connor, you know, with some of this stuff is this. You got this young guy, right? And you look like he needed some help through the season. And it, and you know what? Maybe somebody who's had experience on the offensive end, somebody that was called a genius, somebody that's worked with a top quarterback could help him out. Oh, yeah, Mike McCarthy. Hey, how you doing? Were you going to, you know, <laughs> we're trying to win. You know, we are trying to win. Absolutely. We're, not, we're not trying to say, hey, Kellen, you and Dak do that. I'll be over here, bro. Let me know when you need help. It's like, hey, man, um, you're the head coach, right? You want to win? So go help Kellen a little bit instead of having it look back and look like he's on his own on an island fucking up. Because if Steven says this in a press conference, I'm not worried about losing Kellen so much because we got this guy who's done it for so long and so experienced and can just jump in and take over. Hey, motherfucker, nine weeks, nine of those weeks, I was wondering where the fuck that went. What were we going to do that? Because, you know, me as an offensive – me and looking at the offensive end, I'm seeing rub routes run the wrong way. I'm seeing goddamn near not even able to basically run a run play in certain situations. And, you know, at the end of the season – screen plays where the defense knew they were coming. Dog. And, and you <laughs> – hey, McGovern out to the right in, in the X receiver spot. So, wait a minute. So, when you saw that, Mike McCarthy, why didn't you call a timeout and go, what the fuck are we doing here? Nah, your dumb ass was sitting over there with the paper grinning going, this ain't going to work. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? I don't like that shit, man. That's the shit that pisses me off. And then Steven going, hey, we're not worried about killing. We got Mike. You had Mike this year, asshole. Hey, fat, hey uh, fat Mike is like one of them friends that you got over. And like you're moving out of your house. And he just carries down like this, like the sofa cushions and like a lamp. Yeah. You're like, hey, like, hey, dude, like, are you going to help? Like, are you going to help? Like, you're a big dude. You know what, like, you're bro? a big dude. Like, can you, like, like, hold on. Like, hey, can you help with the couches or, like, the bed? Or he's like, well, no one asked. Yeah. No one asked. Like, that's what you're here to do, dog. Like, I asked you here to fucking help. Help. But then I bet. Yeah, go ahead. 45, lift something, right? Yeah. Shit. 345. Hey, dog, you know what? On the show now, I'm not going to refer to him as Eminem. I'm not going to refer to him as Mike McCarthy. Cartman. That's fucking Cartman. <laughs> he's fat Mike to me. He's fat Mike. He always going to be fat Mike. Oh, Mario, jump in there. These guys are out of control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, I mean, with Kellen in the immediate aftermath, I wanted to hang him from a mesquite tree, right? But cooler heads have prevailed. Uh, there's really no better options out there right now unless we're bringing in Sean Payton, but that's a whole other discussion. Um, Whoa. <laughs> but with, with, with him, with Kellen, you know, the argument is always, well, we had the number one offense in the league. Just like Mark said, stats lie, man. That's right. The, the eye test was this offense was bad. We could not run the ball. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get the ball to our playmakers. And we were still number one. So I say we were number one in spite of Kellen, not because of him. So if yeah. you get somebody in here with a little more creative offensive mind, somebody like that other fat ass on the sideline there, don't put the Big Mac down. <laughs> he should have helped them. Yeah, yeah. With Kellen, for me, I, I I saw it almost as arrogant. And I feel like he drank the Kool-Aid maybe from the hard knocks. And, uh-huh. well, we got all these playmakers. So I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and I'm not going to make adjustments because you got to stop my playmakers, even though they were getting stopped. I got you. So he needs some help. At the same time, you have to realize that he's just a third-year play caller. Mm-hmm. Who his only coaching experience previous was two years a quarterback coach. 
See, so, but I think, but he, I think Mario some help. like, I don't think it was like cockiness like that. You know what I mean? Because I do see what you're saying. Hey, I don't know. I'm not behind closed doors. But at the same time, when, when you're kind of drowning and falling in quicksand the way he was with his offense, I really don't think the next play call is going, no, no, no guys, I got it. I got it. No, hold on. Hold on. Watch this. Watch this. I think that motherfucker is going, Mike, uh, Dak, uh, daddy. <laughs> Uh, somebody, uh, hey, uh, that's what I think was going on, bro. Daddy. You know, <laughs> hey, the daddy. thing with Kellen, <laughs> the, the thing with Kellen is when things are going good, he's just he's out there, he's happy, he's oh, yeah, let's do this, let's do that. The minute shit really gets tight and it's like there's like some adversity, mm, I don't know what he thinks, dude. Like, I, I, it, I don't know, man. Like, and I'm not saying I know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not with these guys, like, oh. I could do better. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, you're getting paid to do a job. Jerry loves you. Like, just do better, dude. Like, do your job better. Do your yeah. job. Hey, I feel right? that, but you know what? Kansas City fans say the same thing about Eric the Enemy after that second half, right? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, and, if but, we all want to you know, lay it on the table. I think I, the only again, difference with the Chiefs and that. us is I think it's understood that that is Andy Reid's scheme like he is he is the guy and I, but you know what i'll tell you this andy reed would not let some of the bullshit fly that 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 kellen does i mean sorry oh, no. that, Mike, that 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 kellen or mccarthy does i'm sorry yeah let me say that Absolutely. he'd be like no nah, pause no nah, we ain't doing that so what y'all telling me is um even with the number one offense so we say number one offense uh i think i saw a thing with jeff cavanaugh i think we were the number eight offense overall uh, we were, I think we were just number one in yardage, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Connor, you got numbers for that, man? I want to say that they were ranked eighth in DVOA uh, yeah. by the end of the year is what it ended up being. And a lot of that was padding stats, right? That's from the first seven weeks where we were just steamrolling motherfuckers, basically. I mean, we were putting up, well, I mean, we were 200 yards on the ground for six, seven, eight weeks straight. Before we met Denver? Or yeah, I mean, I think you were first in DVOA for the first half of the season, and then you were, were – I think it worked out like 16th after the second half, and then you finished eighth in DVOA is what I think it worked out to. Um, but, yeah, and, and, I mean, again, it's like we're kind of saying, like, yeah, you can say they were the number one ranked offense on yards or point, whatever you're basing, you know, that number one ranked offense off of. But, like you guys have said, it, you were the final – the season you go okay not play, you know whoever you struggled for the most part um but again like the reason i it's hard like again i'm as down on kellen as anybody but the the reason that it's hard for me to just really blame him is mm -hmm. because i mean again when you can't run the ball and defenses are dropping seven to eight into coverage every time it's like what can you do you know it's not like you can run shorter routes because you still got those guys in coverage you can't run deeper routes because they're playing cover two shells your your running game destroyed your offense in that second half of the year um and yep. i think it pretty yep. much like i said it goes what i said earlier just kind of goes back to if it's a running back thing then somebody needs to be i mean it can't be fired because it's probably the owner's son who's the reason he's playing, but you had a running back averaging a yard and a half per carry more than the guy that played 80% of the snaps. And that's just an issue. I mean, he had a sprained knee for 
three quarters of the season and he didn't really take many snaps off or games off. He had one game where he took a break and that was against the saints. And the reason you won that game is because Tony Pollard broke a 78 yard run or whatever it was. So I, mean, I just think that it's tough to totally blame Kellen. Some of those run game flaws are Kellen's fault. That's always been a negative, uh, negative, uh, mark on his resume is that the run game stuff has been pretty simple and basic to defend. So I think that that's, that's something they need to hire a running game coordinator like Mike McDaniel was before he was the offensive coordinator guy who can come in and help coordinate a run game. I think that would be a step in the right direction. You know, you got your, you got your whole coaching staff back, but I'd find somebody, whether it's the college route or NFL route who can be a running game coordinator to help your inexperienced head coach and, or your inexperienced offensive coordinator and your head coach who doesn't want to work half of the time generate a running game better. Exactly. Mark, who, hey, who do you want, Mark? Bring them back. Uh, I know Mark wants them. Running game, <laughs> running, game running game Moses, baby. Running Let's game go. Moses. I want Let's Bill go. Callahan to come in here. Uh, you're right, man. You're right, Connor. I want somebody to come in and that knows both aspects of this because there's certain line, you know, people, I'm, look, Joe Philbin, I praised him early in the season, but at the same time, you started seeing our offensive line to passively block. Even when they were coming to attack on in the run game, they were kind of waiting for the defenders to come at them instead of approaching them in, a, in an aggressive manner. And that's what Bill Callahan teaches, guys, from a pass protection and a run game. I mean, he, he, the running game Moses will teach you to go and fucking kill somebody. All right? yep. That's who I want here. And the other thing I want, I want a quality assurance coach. I know that sounds kind of funny, but I want what Mike McCarthy had after his first five years in Green Bay where his team stopped being the most penalized in the fucking league, okay? They were quality assurance coaches. He had guys around at practice that were working with him and working with the NFL on the rules and bringing refs in too. He He mentioned paying refs to come in during practice and to see what was going on and what they were doing wrong, okay? Which, yep. hey, Dean, putting them on a full-time, you know, designation and giving them benefits would help with that. But, hey, we're not going to talk about that, you know. <laughs> and we won't discuss how we won't discuss how we could fix that. But, Jerry, go pay some refs, bring them in, quality assurance coaches, and give me a fucking clock management guy. Please. Dude. <laughs> Dude, I know. I pay me to do it. Pay me to do it. Hey, dog, my <laughs> wife is an amazing, amazing head coach. And if all you need for her to do is watch the clock, she'll make 50000 for that. Yes, okay. sir. Yes, sir. Fuck, Mike. I'll stop what Get I'm doing right now. Back, bro. <laughs> Seriously, dog. And and mm. Connor's right. Mike McCarthy just seems like the dude. What it looks like to me, and this is what I have in the back of my head, this season went like this. Mike McCarthy saw what happened. Mike McCarthy was happy with what happened because the year before, he had the shittiest team in the league. And the year before that, he was out of a job and nobody wanted to offer him one. And the only reason mm-hmm. he got offered this one is because he slept over playing tummy sticks with Jerry. And mm-hmm. we were in dire need of a coach because Jason <laughs> Southwick, uh, that Cowboys fans were going, what are we going, doing here, Jerry? What are we doing here? I'm about to not buy your shit anymore, okay? And he said, no, we got somebody that won a Super Bowl. We got somebody right. who's done it before. And he's talking about money ball and doing all this and being better and doing all that. And I really think that's where it ended. I think he won his Super Bowl right there in Mike McCarthy. I yeah. think he's happy being the head coach of the Cowboys, wearing them shades, looking like a mob boss, feeling like he's doing shit by busting watermelons up, and then making Kellen look bad. And you know what? I'm looking forward to this season because I think that the dipshit Mike McCarthy, he had his plan. He got it. He got it done already. He made Kellen look bad. He got all of us to talk shit about Kellen now. 
So he's yep. going to come in, and it's going to look a lot better next season. But Mike McCarthy, like, timeline has gone exactly how I thought it would before he was hired, and it's kind of funny. I mean, not to say, like, oh, I caught it, but just, like, he got fired <laughs> in Green Bay for literally pretty much everything that we're complaining about now. And it's like he had this yep. whole – elaborate plan about how he took a year off to learn from his mistakes and figure out all his issues and none of it changed. And it's just kind of funny to see. I mean, like the more you talk to people and the more you like listen to other people talk and listen to things that are said in the media, like I don't think Jerry Jones loves Mike McCarthy. I think Steven Jones loves Mike McCarthy. Like I think, and I'm not even just talking about the Sean Payton stuff. Like I'm just, in general, like I think Steven was a big proponent of the hiring of Mike McCarthy. I think he's the reason that he still might be around um, now. And I just think that I, I like, like you guys kind of alluded to too, like if things start to kind of go South in 2022, I think that you could see Dan Quinn take over as an interim head coach and then see what happens from that point on. Cause I just don't think, I don't think Jerry's got a ton of time left to be patient. And I think he ran out of patience at the end of the 2021 and I don't think he's in love with McCarthy like he was some of the guys before him so I think according according to some people Connor he was a cunt hair away from uh axing McCarthy right after that playoff game yep small cunt hair away and and apparently Steven talked him down by saying daddy I'll give you Quinn okay I'll pay I'll I'll bring bring Quinn back I'll, I'll give you I'll give you the mighty Quinn back but hey, Daddy, we can't just get rid of Mike right now, okay? I'm daddy. fucking his daughters, okay? Daddy. All right, I'm fucking his daughters, and they, they're really, they give really good head. So that's that's, that's the only reason I could see. Seriously, man, because this shit right here makes no fucking sense. He should have axed his ass. Jerry should have said, "I'm 80. Sit down, mijo. I'm taking the checkbook back." Like, hold on, guys. Damn, Doug. I'm gonna Google Mike McCarthy's daughters real quick. I don't know what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> Out of control, dog. Out of control. Man, and who uh, who knew that we could end up blaming LeBron for Mike McCarthy? LeBron recruiting AD to the Lakers is what killed the trade oh, yeah, for Sean yeah, Payton yeah. in twenty nineteen. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. I yeah, I did read that. Yeah, all right, absolutely. Fucking LeBron. Hey, I still like the guy. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the Lakers. Oh my God. Oh. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. We got two Lakers. Cowboys. Y'all motherfuckers don't want to start getting, you know. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well, <laughs> hey, moving on. <laughs> moving on, man. Uh, um, Several, and I quote, insiders seem to think Coop is good as gone. If so... Is CD ready to take over as the numero uno guy? No. Um, pretty clear. I mean, again, like we have to – we can say – we can we, we can compliment CD as what he's done as a receiver and say that he's been a, a really solid receiver without, you know, saying we're talking – I guess you could say shit about him to say that he's been nowhere close to a number one. Um and I mean, again, that's not to say that he can't be, but from what he's shown in his first two years, it's just in, in year one, he was at the top of the league in drops. In year two, he still had drops. He wasn't near the top of the league. But I think the biggest thing in year two is he wasn't good enough as a route runner. He wasn't good enough um, with the playbook. He wasn't good enough cons- from a consistency standpoint to be relied on as that number one receiver. So I mean, for me, I think right now he's a really, really, really good number two um, and has the p- 
potential to be that number one. And again, that's not to say that he can't or won't be, but just he hasn't shown it yet. Um, and the games that Omari Cooper missed this year, which I know he got hurt in that Kansas City game before halftime, but I don't think he had a catch before halftime. And that's not all his fault either. We can point the finger at Kellen and Mike and Dak, even offensive line, all that as well. But I just don't think he's shown enough to to really take over that that lead role. Um, it wouldn't be as bad as it was in 2018 with Deontay Thompson and Cole Beasley and that. Obviously, because CD's still a really good player, and you'd have yeah. behind. I don't think expect him to be your your sole number one receiver in that offense. You know, get back on track and be better than it was in 21. So I'll jump in right after this because I know Andres' point of view. Yeah, already. I was going to say, I'm not asking. <laughs> I was like, let's, let's, let's get it. Let's, let's get it. If, if, if you let everybody go and then I go last, it's just going to be fuck them, fuck them. Well, let me see. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, man, no, I, I do see where you're, you're coming from, Connor. I mean, I'm the guy that called C.D. Lamb, you know, fool's gold at the beginning of the season. Okay? I'm the one who in the preseason went, yeah, he is that, but this. But at the same time, when he came out of college, I mean, the guy was, was renowned for his route running. You know, they, there wasn't a route on the route tree that they didn't think that he could run from the slot or the X or the Y position. So there's a lot of that that I still need to see. And if we remember his rookie season, yeah, he had some drops, but he was a catch away from winning rookie of the year, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. If he caught that one in Minnesota, go, you know, that, that uh, I forgot exactly where it was going. But, I mean, he makes that catch. We're discussing him as rookie of the year possible. So last season, when we looked at it, honestly man after that concussion i'm a medical professional and i overthink things all the time concussions don't go away they're not injuries that can just go away and you were repeatedly hit like that i think oh boy might have had some some fogginess to the second half of the season that demonstrated in his route running and what was going on i mean that one time when he looked in the into the into the sun and he lost the ball um that's called post-concussion syndrome when you have uh light issues but hey I don't know anything. It really went downhill pretty quick after the concussion of Kansas City. I, man, um, I looked at him, Connor, and that's I, – I, I treat patients who have concussions. I have two on my caseload right now. And the look that he had in the game when he went out, that was more than just a – look, first of all, there's no such thing as a mild concussion. A concussion's a fucking concussion. Okay, guys? Absolutely. absolutely. If somebody tells you, hey, I had a heart attack, but it was a mild heart attack, bro, you had a heart attack. Yeah, right. Yeah, thanks. All right. I mean, there's different levels to it, but at the same time, when you have a concussion and then a week later you go and get hit in the head again, I, my patients in concussion protocol, you know what we tell them? We don't want them to be on social media, watch TV, get on the radio, nothing like that for three weeks because it fucks with your brain because the electrical activity starts making everything too bad. So, what do we do to football players? Hey, you had a concussion. You got knocked in the brain. Bro, I don't know where my house is. It's okay. Go back inside, get in the dark, and we'll tell you mm-hmm. when to come to practice. Yep. I really think that a lot of that impacted him. Now, I know this is like overstating it, but when I saw him, when I saw him running routes and just looking foggy as fuck out there, I was like, CD ain't CD, man. And that's not going to get better until he has a long period of time. So I know I'm giving an excuse, but at the same time, I think that out of the slot, we can use CD as a primary receiver. I mean, I said it before I, I thought about this. And I yeah. look at Amari. I do remember what this looked like when Amari, before Amari got here. Hey, I'm out Mr. Alpha. I love Amari, okay? But at the same time, his production this season, now that could be scheme, that could be concepts. It could be a variety of things. Yeah. But we still had the number one offense in the NFL for a period of time there, and he didn't <clears> even get 1,000 yards. Absolutely. So, I mean, and if we start running a little more run heavy and start doing what we've been talking about, 
Amari's just a Ferrari that we don't have the keys to anymore. And when we got CD, I'm mistaken here, but didn't we have the idea that maybe Amari put out the pasture at some point? That's why we took a receiver that high. Yep. That's, that, you know, that's what really, I thought. Yeah. That was, there was a know? lot of people too at that at that point. Uh uh, that's it. You know, I mean that we we gave a lot of guys gave Coop one more year after we drafted CD. Dog, so, people uh, wanted Coop gone in the preseason this year, if y'all remember. I mean, we yep. it's hindsight is 2020, dog, because everybody was talking out of yep. camp that that CD was Dez 2.0. Yes. Nobody cover this dude. Can yes. nobody do Moss nothing? Trayvon was getting used, yep. okay? Yep. One handed yep. in the back corner of the end zone. <laughs> yep. And then the season came. See, I'm and you want, and, and, but he was doing that though, big bro, because Amari was hurt. Remember, Amari wasn't getting those routes. Remember? That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So mm. I'm more, I'm more along the lines of I kind of, uh, you know, I don't know if he's, I, I can't say he just absolutely 100 percent is ready to be the numero uno guy here. I, I for me, I'm like, well, I mean, what I do want to see is if he is going to be that guy. I want for him to be. 40, 40, maybe 40% of the offense going forward, man. You know what I mean? Just like yep. Devontae Adams is. Just like, you know, uh, Stephon Diggs. Guys of that caliber, man, that, that where, where, you're, where, you're, where you're revolving your scheme around this one player that's essentially opening up everything, uh, uh, opening up everything else for everybody. You know what I mean? And I, I, I don't know, man. If I kind of want to see that. I want to see that. You know what I, I want, mean, Doug? I want to see the chemistry that Sed and Dak have between CD and Dak. That's all I want. That's all I want to see. That's all I want to see. That chemistry. Go get y'all's yeah. asses in the backyard and get that fucking chemistry. <laughs> yeah. I like CD. I really do. I really like CD. I was Kellen Moore, CD, nombre. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I was I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of CD. The thing is, man, I I'm, I'm I'm done. Like like like, <laughs> like I tweeted, I'm done defending him. And to us the otherwise, I'm done defending CD as being a top 10 receiver in this league. And I've had a lot of arguments, a That's lot right. of arguments, and I can't call my number. T- and it, what's frustrating is this. I'm watching these other young receivers have seasons way better than CD, looking way better than CD, with quarterbacks that are good, but they're not all pro. Like you see Tebow, I mean, not Tebow, Debo Samuel, uh-huh. catching passes <laughs> from Jimmy G. Not Tebow. <laughs> I know I said Tebow. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, come on, like Lamb and Debo. That's Debo's, brother. That's Debo's brother. You know what come I'm saying? On. Okay, uh, and then okay, and then you go to uh, dude Justin Jefferson catching yeah. passes from Kirk Cousins, dog. He's looking yeah, better than C- CD. CD CD was catching passes from Andy Dalton his first year. I can counter that. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. And then okay, and then Cincinnati, not Chase, not Chase. I don't even think CD's having a season like T Higgins. And well, and then I'll say this, Doug. Analyze player for player. We're not talking about the numbers. We're not talking about all those things because somebody is going to go, Mark. What the fuck are you talking about? What can Jamar Chase do that CD can't? He's faster. I no. think. I think. Well, I think. I think Chase is just. Um, I don't have the measurables, but I think just looking at him, I think Chase is a little bigger, a little stronger. I think. I think. I think he can physically yeah, he's go not get T. the ball compared to. Loretta no, 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 you know no, I mean? no. He's not. No, no, so, <laughs> Robinson. And, and, no, he's and not. what I'm saying there is, what's the difference? You want to know the difference? His chemistry with Joe Burrow. No, yeah, yeah you're right. I'd, I'd say it's that and just the mental side of it. And again, like, we might be able to chalk some of that up to, like, we were just talking about a concussion. But just, like, I mean, it, one thing I worry about drafting Big 12 receivers is so much of that offense is about space, movement. Yes, yes, it's sir. It's not about route. There you go. 
yep. it's not about route, you know, timing. It's not about, you know, you're running. A, and again, like I'm not saying CD was a bad route runner coming out of Oklahoma, but big 12 offenses aren't surrounded, you know, aren't based on how good receivers can be precise with their route timing and, and their, mm-hmm. their, their movements and all that. So I just feel like drafting those big 12 guys is you're taking a risk that maybe a lot of their production was something that the, the scheme of the offense, you know, might've alluded to. And I think that that might be one of the things that Jamar Chase isn't an elite route runner, but the mental side of things, the timing, the, the, you know, the, just like you said, the, the, the chemistry he has with the quarterbacks, like that's just something that they have more, more movement with. It's, all the way across the field and Kyler Murray's getting out of the pocket it's rolling right it's rolling right hit him on the move and now he's breaking a tackle and scoring it's not you know I'm gonna run this deep post and at the 12 yard line I'm sticking my foot in the ground while my quarterback's hitting his back foot and the ball's coming so I just think that's you know growing from that big 12 offense to an NFL offense and building that chemistry is probably the the most the biggest thing I can tell between CD and a guy like Jamar Chase. That's a good no, point. You're definitely right. You know, and, and I, I'm not trying to look, I'm not sold on CD lamb either guys, but I'm playing devil's advocate because we wouldn't have a podcast about it talk shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there are two sides to every story. And I do firmly believe these things that I'm saying as well, because the thing about this is, does anybody question whether CD's a dog or not? I do not. I was, I was actually talking to somebody about this the other day on a, a show that I was going on. What does that mean? You know, <laughs> it was like, it was like, I, you know, he kind of asked the same question. He was like, well, like this offense has dogs on it. They have – and I was like, they do. I was like, don't get me wrong. You know, Lyle Collins will fight somebody. I was like – and I'm not saying that uh, CD won't, but I want – I want like – we think CD's a dog, we do. But like at the end of the Patriots game, I want the type of dude that punches Jalen Mills in his face mask. I feel after. you. Like, like, doesn't wave at him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I feel you. I got, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> you want Dez Bryant. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, I'm writing an article that's going to come out, and it's just like the offense shouldn't draft guys unless, unless they've been arrested for assault a few times. Because I think that the offense, the offense is too much of finesse right now and not. Hey, that's talking boys with the boys, baby. Let's go. No. <laughs> I just think the offense is too much finesse right now where it's, we're, yeah. You know, I agree. We're, the, we're the rich kid at school where we got all the nice things. We do all the cool things. But when it comes to fighting in the alley, we get our ass kicked sometimes. And when we get punched in the mouth, we can't run to daddy and mommy and they buy us out of it. So Amen. I just think they need some more of the junior college like guys who had to, to grind really it grind out. to get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And again, a like, little less bonsai tree, a little more Cobra Kai. Yeah, like, Ooh. Hey, I, I want the dude who punt. I've been on that. I've been on that. In the side of his helmet when he pushes me down in overtime loss, not waves at him goodbye. You know, like it's it's cool. Don't get me wrong. That that was a fun time, but I I wanted a brawl to start after that. You know, after the season, how I see how that offense did get punched in the mouth and not respond right. I wanted uh, I wanted you know an eleven on eleven fight after that, not a cool <laughs> picture of CD waving at <laughs> the guy goodbye. No, hey, you want you, you want an an- Anchorman? Was it Anchorman? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know what though? You know what though, man? Because that I mean, we talk about that, and we talk about all these things that you're discussing, and I hate to come back to it, but that's from the top down, man. You know, when yep. you have Mike McCarthy up there, fucking blaming shit on Kellen Moore, blaming shit on the refs, you know, doing this, doing that. I mean, CD Lamb's gonna sit there going, 
Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, look, I got a pit bull sitting right in front of me, okay? Six years ago, he was 25 pounds. He wasn't going to hurt nobody. He was a little yeah. puppy that liked to pee on the side. Now, this motherfucker pulls me on my scooter, and this motherfucker raises his leg to pee, and you can't fuck with him. I don't think CD's <laughs> a cat. I think he's a dog. He just needs some He needs some training. That's right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> and, maybe, and maybe Robert Prince can come in and do some of that training. I mean, look, he does have some connections to – Boise State with Kellen Moore, and maybe yep. Kellen Moore came in and said, "Hey, look, I need CD to be the fucking man. I need to quit get him to squat when he pees." Okay, Robert. <laughs> but like, but like, ain't gonna be here. Let me ask you guys just to get your because it's just something that I kind of came up with. But like, take Lyle out of the situation. Like, who on that offense is just a fighter? You know, like is gonna. And again, like I know you can maybe say like, "Oh, Zach Martinwood or." Whatever, but like none of those guys are guys who I'm not saying you want to see guys get flagged for unnecessary roughness consistently, but like I think of a guy like Ryan Jensen, the center for the Buccaneers. Like that guy will literally try to murder whoever he's playing against. I just don't feel like you get that vibe. You want a Richie Incognito on the fucking line. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you want you want you want Richie. You know, you want somebody. No, I feel you on that too, man. How about Tyron? How about Tyron? Well, and he's by the time, uh, he's a gentle giant. Yeah, I think he's just—he's gotten to the point in his career where he's like, "Oh, I'm a veteran. I'm not gonna." I just think like like Ryan Jensen's a free agent, and if they were finally gonna spend money on somebody in free agency, like I'd love his mentality on this offense, where it's like, "Yeah, you're gonna line up for me, and for 60 minutes, I'm going to kick your ass, and it's not gonna be fun for you. You yeah. might beat me a few times, but <laughs> I mean, I'm just tired of like." The like mopiness of this offense, like walking back to the huddle. Like there's no like. No, you're right. And that's you're predicated right. from. The, like, I mean, that yeah. well, not predicated, but that comes that comes from from their head coach, man. Uh, that you know? shit should have been fixed six games. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I think that comes from the ownership, where it's just like, oh, you, you know, you you you're not playing well, but you're still a Dallas Cowboy. Like you're you still know, got yeah. the star on People you still know who you are. You know, you're, you're, you it's fine, but I don't hey, know. Daddy, yeah. but that's Tyron Smith, I mean, Daddy. I just think yeah. a defense has it. Like you got, you had your J. Ron curses, your Demarcus Lawrence's, your Micah Parsons. You know, you have your guys. J. Ron curse, would, baby. Would, would get on Kelvin hey, Joseph. You hey, had Connor, your guys to get see, on fights on the sideline. Did side you line. see uh, Micah throw that punch at Debo in the playoff game? Um, I didn't. I don't know if it was. I don't know if I saw. I was at that game, so I didn't really see it on TV. But oh, okay, yeah. Uh, it was a little bit later in the game. It was a run play going out to the right. Debo was blocking Micah. He pushed him with a little bit, and Micah, you know, threw a right right back at him. So yeah, I remember seeing Randy punch somebody on the ground or something like that at the end of oh, one Randy's of the Randy's a straight dog, man. Yeah, he I is. Mean, I mean, Randy, Randy was tackling <laughs> everybody but the ball during that. Yeah, play. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I hate that he does Yeah, I, yeah, I hate that he does that shit, man. But dude, that hey, dude, I'm I'm he's a dog, bro. Hey, man, if you don't mind, I'm going to raise my hand and I'm going to ask a question to y'all real quick. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Speaking of, speaking of Dez, you know, Dez is brought up. What are y'all's thoughts that he made on uh, Twitter in that little video? Uh, it was kind of going off of uh, Brian Flores saying how the Dolphins owner would offer him money to tank games. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Hugh Jackson jumped in with his little take. And then Dez made a video saying that he noticed something was a little fishy back when he wouldn't get the ball. And he, he, and then he basically alluded to – he basically was saying without saying that the Cowboys, he kind of thought was doing the same thing back when he wouldn't get the ball. I think Dez just talks a lot, but what are y'all's thoughts on that? Can I go first? Yeah. Mark, How can go he ahead, say Mark. that when he's, uh, he's the franchise I, leader in touchdown receptions? 
I think that you know, yeah. I, I think that what Des was saying made no fucking sense to me because in yeah. that sense, I mean, what was he going to do? What we were trying to tank to get a new quarterback the following year when that was Dak's rookie year? Like Des, and and the thing to me is like I like patting Des on the head sometimes because I'm like Des, that would have been appropriate if you knew what fucking route you were running half the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like seriously, <laughs> yes, dude, sir. There's a few times there where we were looking at Tony like, where were you throwing the ball? And you're like, hey. Dez was supposed to run a slant, not a fucking out. Okay, like there's, yeah. there's, man. I don't. I think Dez was just putting his name out. And then what he was saying, he was like, you know, I remember at that time, Doug. I remember what he was doing. The thing about Dez is, look, I would take your opinion a little more. I don't know, with a little more weight. If you were mm-hmm. doing half of the shit you were supposed to do when you were here, there were reports about the dude yes, not sir. coming to treatment. There were the reports about the dude doing numerous stupid fucking things that you let players get away from. Well, get away with because they're all pros because yeah. at some point it will fall off but right now it's not and it did that's what i put mm-hmm. des with man look he's a dog we all love des we all love his passion but he wasn't exactly a thinking man man okay no. and so for him no. for him to go into that and to really you know what they, they're right about that. I remember what we did. There's a lot that goes into football, yeah. a lot that goes into all this. And for Des to go, you know what? I was going to score on that route. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think with the rest of the – I mean, again, like you just said, like, love Des. Obviously, what he did for the Cowboys was great. But, I mean, the rest of the NFL kind of told you what they thought of Des as a player when, you yep. know, he went however long without signing with the Saints. He got hurt right away with the Saints and then – Baltimore gave him a little bit of a shot, but that went, you know, kind of as expected. So, yeah. I mean, again, he, there might, I don't think he's completely wrong by, because I think we're seeing that now with, you know, you might be seeing that now with Amari Cooper, where ownership has started to realize, okay, it's going to be best for our cap to move on for Amari Cooper, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe they go, hey, let's, let's not make him this big deal towards the end of the season. So if he does have three straight games of 150 yards, it's going to make that much, make us look that much bad, more bad when we move on from him. So there might be some of that there, but I mean, again, like, I don't think that's what's going on with Des. I just think that there's times where ownership might, you know, be looking to move on from a guy and maybe they go away from him less than a game plan than they normally would to maybe have the fan base more understanding and maybe, you know, pat him on the back for doing it or whatever, whatever they might be trying to do. Not saying it's right, but I'm sure it does happen because there's a lot of, there's a lot of that sliminess that does happen. In there's the a lot of yeah politics in the NFL for well, sure. It, it happened this yeah. year with Michael Gallup. If y'all remember, the strain was here. Oh, another week. Oh, another week. Oh, look at said he's doing so good. Yes. If, if we put Gallup yes. right back in there and he balls out, well, then we're looking at a long-term contract and, you know, yep. trying to give him this. When they're talking about right now, now they're talking about what I heard on uh, Scoops Kavanaugh talking about it. He said, so they're going to let they're going to let Amari walk. They're going to sign Gallup to a prove-it deal for a year that's going to range between 6 and 10, and they're going to sign said to a cheap long-term. That's what they're doing with their targets. And Jarwin's already under contract, so they're letting Schultz walk. Yeah, man. When you, it, it, I, I mean, obvious. It was obvious, man. I mean, Dax, Dax injury, and some could say, you know, Mark's the Mark's a medical guy here, but but some would say, hey, his injury and and Gallup's injury, uh, uh, it's same shit. Gallup was out six weeks, maybe seven weeks, whatever it was. Dak too. Yep. 
And uh, uh, why? Because that's the, the the franchise quarterback. Gallup was the guy that the, the, he's the guy that, that you need to pay next year to come back. He was in a contract year. He was in the contract year. Him. You know, said was doing his thing. You know, so I, yeah. I mean, I can, I can. They do can, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Not sleaze not, balls. Yes, and and, and, I, and I, I'm with Connor there. You know, you never know. I mean, look, Bill Belichick is the sleaziest motherfucker in the in this in this league. But you're not going to know that because of everything that he puts out in front of him. Right. That's why he does his his fucking press conferences. I don't know. It's on to the next game. Nah, same thing. Same thing. <laughs> no, no, no. What about yeah. those cameras we found, Coach? Don't worry about those cameras. You know, like so. It's it's just <laughs> it's a lot that goes on, man. But I don't think Dez honestly remembered what happened or even knew what was going on at the time. So yeah, man. Absolutely. Dez just talks, man. I, I would I would take more. I would take more of what a guy like. Cole Beasley kind of said when he left because he wasn't, you know, he's kind of still in his prime when he left and went to Buffalo and he kind of said a lot of similar stuff that does it said where it was like, yeah, the Jones dictate who gets the ball and all that. And again, like I'm sure there's some salty exaggeration there from the player who didn't get re-signed by the team he was on, but I mean, I just don't think it's totally, you know, BS either. I think there's some merit to that when an organization feels like, okay, we're going to have to move on this, from this guy because of financial constraints or whatever, let's not make it a super tough decision by, you know, feeding him 12 targets a game and letting him, you know, the final four games of his career, if he goes for 150 yards and two touchdowns a piece, then no one's going to understand why we're doing this, where if he goes for three catches and 50 yards, then you can make an argument like, okay, this is why we're doing it. Take Colt's um, information with a grain of salt, though, considering his vaccine stance. I was like, okay, oh, absolutely. Colt. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. But you have I was like, there's CTE. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. But yeah, I see. Mean, there's, Let me there's ask you guys something, though. All right, go ahead, Mari. So, so with Amari, mm-hmm. do you think that his lack of targets this season – and now, you know, rumors about, well, he's going to be a cap casualty and all that stuff. How much do you think that has to do with his vaccination status? I mean, they were, they were, it, they were kind of disgruntled with it. They were definitely disgruntled. <laughs> and, and he did he did have to sit – how many games was it? Two, three? Two, two games. Yeah. Two. Two Important games game. That, Chiefs, and, Chiefs game and Raiders game. Yep. Two games that we could have easily won if he was in the game, in my opinion. In those games. Look, hey, Mario, I'll give you this. As a person who has to show his vaccination card at the door to patients to do his job, Mark has sucked my dick. Yeah? <laughs> <clears throat> and, and cut the balls, please. Cuff them. <laughs> but nah. But nah, man. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> but I'm with, I'm with you guys, man. I'm with you guys. Uh, every pod, Mark brings up his dick at least one time. Yeah, it's so big. I gotta yeah. it out episodes because it doesn't it doesn't stay on one episode, bro. I told you the problem I have when I go take a shit. That water's cold. Damn it, boy. <laughs> Sorry, All right, Connor, I had a lot of caffeine today, bro. Adreezy, <sighs> uh, do you got a, a yes or not? Yeah, man, I got it. You know, it's Super Bowl week, so I got a little nostalgic, and I was uh, watching some of the Cowboys past Super Bowls. I didn't get to the seventies ones, but I did rewatch the the. The ones that we saw growing up in in the nineties. Yeah. So basically, this game is it's simple, man. It's called Yeah, Sure or Nah. So I'm just gonna give you a name of a past cowboy great who played in those Super Bowls, and basically you tell me yes or no if they would make your all twenty two Cowboys team. So basically, if they're a starter on your all time Cowboys squad, yeah, sure. If they're not, just say no. 
simple. Right. Troy Aikman. Okay. Troy, 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 Troy over yes, deck, sir. basically, is what you're saying, right? I mean, yeah. Troy, I mean, you got you got Roger, you got I mean, you got Roger, you got Dak, you got Romo. Is oh, is 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 this is, is, all, is, this is all so out of everybody, all time team. Yes, yes, sir. No. Yes. No. <laughs> no, no, I'm going no. I'm going no. <laughs> Y'all gonna hate my answer. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What's your answer? I'm going Tony is my all time. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I do hate that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, now nah, I'm 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 gonna say no, man. Uh Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I, Aikman uh that was it was more of a of that gritty line and 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 Emmitt Smith statue with 10 concussions. You know yeah, yeah in my opinion, dog, but I mean, hey, different the guy era. the guy the, yeah, different era. Yeah, so I, I The thing know. I'm never going to take away from Troy is that his leadership which yep. you can't measure. It's not like a measurable. His leadership was to me off the charts, bro. Like well, he kept yeah, that if you're shit. Go leadership, you got to go to Captain America, Roger Staubach, bro. That's fair. I That's mean, fair. Roger was in the. Military, I wish I would have seen bro. him live. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, and, and I'm, hey, look, and I'm I'm going based on and like Connor said, different era, right? So we're just on yeah. the podcast. I know it's blasphemous to say that, but look. Tony's my quarterback, man. Oh, come okay. on. Come on. No, no, okay. no. Seriously, I'll analyze it like this. Look, I put him on the same level as, as Peyton Manning in his last year. So don't ask me, bro. Okay. <laughs> Second guy, <laughs> Leon Lett. Is he making your all 22? Nah. Fuck yeah. Leon Lett is defensive end? Shit. Well, wherever you want to well, put him. Um, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's your all 22. I'm getting big cat. And I'm getting. I'll give you my ends. I'm getting big cat at one. Well, no, he he ran a three tech too. And he, he was he was he was a tackle. Yeah, he was a tackle. Yeah, he was a tackle. So I'm going. Well, yes, I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm going. going to yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's an, era, that's an era. That's an era. He was a three tech, right? Yeah, I thought he played primarily so. defensive end. Well, they yeah. they rotated him out, but I think he's right. He started at tackle. I'll say yeah. Okay. So I, yeah, at tackle, yes. I'll say yeah. yeah. Rusher, I no. mean. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think he was kind of like your Tyrone Crawford back in the day. Yes. Different, yeah, different, yeah. different. You know, obviously not quite Swiss knife along the line. And, if, and yeah. if you wanted somebody to punch somebody in the mouth, you go talk to Big Cat. Yes, yes sir. Okay, okay. Now that's that's what we call a segue. This next guy, speaking of punching a motherfucker in the mouth, Charles Haley. Oh, no, yes. Charles Haley. Yes, well, absolutely. Yes, yes, Edge Rush. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I'm taking Charles Haley. Not coming off that edge. Well, oh, even beware on the edges would be nightmare. Ew. Let's yes, go, sir. And I don't mean to say dicks again, but you know the, the story behind Charles Haley, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Troy and Troy and Troy can tell you them like stories. Horse. Troy Put can tell you. All right. Your fucking shoulder in the locker room. Now this one. Now to me, this one should be unanimous, but you never know. Darren Woodson. Are you fucking yes. kidding me? Easy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, hey, I, I had to throw y'all layup. Uh, yes, yes, sir. I'll throw y'all layup. Throw y'all layup. All right. Now this next one, Ken Norton Jr. In today's NFL, though, no. I mean, it's 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 your all twenty-two. So it's, it's this team you're gonna put against every other franchise's all twenty-two. Like this is your guy. You know what though? You're right because from a middle linebacker standpoint and from a diagnosing scheme standpoint, I don't think I'd want anybody else with a mic in their helmet. You know what? You're right. You know what? I'll go Ooh. with. You. Mario, I didn't. I didn't watch him. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Whoever. Yeah, Connor. Um, Marcus. I mean, I'll, I'll say yeah with Norton. 
<laughs> and also, because uh, I want to see him score a defensive touchdown and punch. Hey, you know what I will say though? Mention, I wish, <laughs> hey, I wish he had a fucking brain. Because if he did have a brain, this dude would have been the greatest linebacker we've ever had, Rolando McClain. Oh, man. Oh. oh, yeah. Dog, I mean, you could hear him hey. people they said in the press box, dog. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, Randall Godfrey was a dog, too. Yes, he, he was. was. Hey, Adon, did you answer about Ken Orton? Yeah, I said yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, the playmaker, Michael Irvin. Absolutely. Yes. That's a dog. That's a dog of yeah. all dogs. Yeah. Receiver, shit, bro. we need we need him. That's the guy that fucking Connor was asking about. Shit. Yes, dude. Yeah, we need him come in, hey. poked up, and smack him in the up, face. Man. Yeah, that's a motherfucker that's gonna come in just just. Hey, out of there, man. Hey, dog, he's go catch the game winning. Go catch the game winning for uh the game winning touchdown. Leave there. Go fuck about twenty bitches in the White House. Let's hey, go. The, <laughs> hey, the story. Hey, the stories about him and the cocaine cowboys, bro. Like he. All night bender, fucking balling out, and then come to practice on no sleep, do a line, and outwork everybody. Hell yeah! Yeah, give hey, me Mark. That guy. <laughs> hey, Mark, you're a Dan Patrick fan like me. Did you catch his his, his interview yesterday uh, on with Dan Patrick? Look yes. it up, bro. It is funny <laughs> as hell. Dude. Yeah. And he, he, the funny thing is, he he was he was joking a lot about them about them legal troubles. Like oh, he yeah. was really he was really open about it. It was funny, hey, dude. He came out and went. I mean, he went full force on one of them. They, they, they were like. I mean, Troy was talking about the last time on our show how they were doing like word association. You know, <laughs> they were doing white fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the last one for yeah, sure, nah. This one might be unanimous too, but you never know. I mean, you know, we're we're all different people. Emmett Smith, is he your all twenty-two running back? You got Dorsett. You got Zeke. Nah. Different no. generations. Yeah, no, nah, I'm going. I'm taking Zeke over it, actually. You taking Zeke? Yeah. See, I've heard that a lot. That's why I thought it'd be a good because it's it's not as unanimous as you think. Individually, yeah. as a player, man. I mean, look, the first three years of Zeke's career. I mean, I was like, is he better than Adrian Peterson? You know, I mean, seriously, guy. Definitely his first two. I was like, oh man, this is yeah. this dude's. Uh, this dude's. Uh, every ten years, we got to do like this. Let's go. Exactly, and Emmett was well, Emmett. You know, yeah, and I also heard bullies, man. A prick, bro. I also heard in real life Emmett Smith is a huge prick. Mm-hmm. That was for more you than think? one person. I'd go Dorset, you know, Emmett, uh huh, Zeke. Okay, okay, that's good. I'll say I'll say no, but I'm taking Herschel Walker. Oh, yeah, oh, oh. Not oh. forgot about oh, Hersh. Oh yeah, we're talking about real pricks now. Mister Sit Up. Let's yeah. ask a real question though. If Tony Pollard got time, would he be in that top two or three? Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a unique Ooh. question. Now you're talking spicy, as... Connor. <laughs> Tony Tony Pollard would be a highlight every week if he got starters carries, bro. He would he got be. Plus. I think he, he would literally be Alvin Kamara. He would he would be leading them Sports Center highlights, man. Like yeah, I firmly he, believe that. I think he'd be Alvin Kamara. You 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 think he'd be Alvin Kamara, Connor? Truly, I think that's what he. I mean, they were both drafted in the second, third. I think Tony was a fourth round pick. I think yeah, Alvin he was, was a third round pick. Uh, receiver at Tennessee, receiver at Memphis, converted running back towards the end of his career. Didn't get a lot of carries in college. Didn't you know? Everybody said they couldn't carry the workload in the NFL. Mark Ingram got it in New Orleans. He got it in Dallas. 
Mm-hmm. I, see, I think and, their, their career paths are so similar. I just think that if he got the, the full extent that Kamara's got, they'd be this very similar. See, and I see that. I know what you mean by that. Look, I, I, early in the season when he made that, that run, I what team it was, but he made this run, and I texted the group, all pro. Give him some carries, he's an all pro. I yeah. text that to our group. But at the yeah. same time, the difference between those two is I look at it, Alvin Kamara's got some of the most amazing balance I've ever seen in my life, man. And his lateral yeah, movements are a little different. Now, I think TP's got him on straight line speed. I think TP's yeah. like getting shot out of a cannon. And, and you're right. You know, yeah. you know what, though? You bring something up, Connor, that I really wish we would have fucking focused on. He was a receiver in college. Like, why yeah. don't we have him in the slot running across the middle? You know, having Tony Pollard run a slant is not a foreign idea. And I'd hate to be that safety coming down on him. Well, right. Mark, that all goes back to having an OC. What the fuck? And that could actually yeah. think about that. Those are facts. That could think of this and put him in that position. And if we had a receiver who could take the top off the defense to allow that slant to happen, right? Well, oh, man, here we go. Well, that's why you want your boy. Well, that's why you want your boy Gallup back on his. Hey, on his God, look, I'll be honest with everybody on this show. I got more promise with Michael Gallup than I do for fucking CD Lamb. All right, everybody. I know I was playing devil's advocate with CD, but dog, when Mike came out, everybody predicted Mike to be an ex-dynamo. Now, I know he's been go-route Gallup, and I know he's had some drop issues, but dog, Gallup, before Amari really was there, we were seeing some things out of him, dog, and I want to get him to a a one-year contract. Let's see what he can do. Hey, dog, Amari's out of town, man. I I think Steven already has him as his cap casualty, and he pulled his head off a while back, in my opinion. Yep, yep. we need to see what we can do with this. And said, I, I want to see what said does as the third receiver slot. I mean, as the third receiver continuously through the whole season. You know, when he's that's what I'm face, saying. When he's having to face the the third best corner or the slot corner, and they take his ass to the outside. Let's see what that. That's what like. I'm saying. I'm that's big right. on said, man. I'm big on said. I want to see that. I want to. Hey, but getting back to Connor's point real quick. You know, if you if you said that to a Saints fan or a Cowboys hater that that you compare the two. Their minds would explode, but the thing is, <laughs> oh yeah, no, it would. But the thing is, as as good as Kamara is, and he's really good, bro. He's always he's really good. He's never rushed for a thousand yards. He's never rushed yeah. for a thousand yards. True. You know what I'm saying? So as as great as he is, and we always like, oh, top five, top five, fucking fantasy draft. I got you know, I got to take him early. Yeah. The dude ain't gonna give you a thousand yards rushing. Now I know he's gonna give you some receiving yards. He's he's not rushing for a thousand yards, and that's the benchmark still that we're using for running backs. It's and you truly... know, just reminded me of something, too, though. You know, I, I remember something we talked about earlier in the preseason with Mike McCarthy considering his history with the running back position, right? I mean, Steven's yeah. over here going, if Kellen's not here, we'll plug Mike right in there. Does everybody <laughs> realize he's never had a running back in the top ten in carries? He doesn't run the fucking ball, everybody. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He never really has. So when we're looking at it and we're like, hey, help Kellen with the run game, Mike's probably going over there going, uh, wait, my thumb's <laughs> in my ass. I don't know what I'm doing. Hold on. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Dreezy, does that conclude? Yes, sir, or no? Yeah, guys, that's it. That's it for yeah, sure, or no. It was Super Bowl week, so I got a little nostalgic, and I just just put those games in, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I got a couple more questions before we end the show, fellas. One, I want to get y'all Super Bowl predictions. Who wins? Man, I've gone back and forth with this, and I hate to ride the fence on it. I really don't know, but I guess for the show, I'll. I mean, matchup wise, I think you would pick the Rams because they got Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, Deshaun Robinson, Greg Gaines, and the Bengals' offensive line's not very good. But 
I mean, I just that stuff doesn't seem to bother Burrow and that offensive game plan. So, um, damn, man, I, I think I'm going to go with Cincinnati just because they've kind of been riding a hot wave and the best team doesn't always win. The hottest team wins. So, for me, I just think Cincinnati pulls it out somehow. Um, I think if they don't, it'll mainly just be because Aaron Donald wins Super Bowl MVP with a freak performance, which is – certainly able to happen but yeah i just i mean again like i know it's almost stupid to say at this point but i just still don't trust stafford in the big i mean if he <laughs> threw he threw a pick that didn't get picked last week that probably would have ended the game against the 49ers it just feels like every week he has you know yeah. he lets tom brady the back in the, the game turn, yeah it just it lets tom brady back in the game throws you know throws an interception in the red zone and then later throws one into the safety's chest that he drops. It's just, I just feel like he's not going to keep getting those breaks that he's gotten here recently. So I think that I think the pressure gets to him and I think Joe Burrow stays cool, calm and collective and they figured out and that defense for Cincinnati's played really well. And that's what you, like I said, it's not always the best defense or best offense. It's just whoever's clicking at the right time and Cincinnati's clicking. Yes, sir. Hey, let me go real quick, bro, because I'm going to have to go, uh, you know, in, in a bit, bro. Okay. Um, so, with that, there's a Super Bowl, right? Who is it? Cincinnati? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. You know, hey, Connor, if you really don't like Stafford, you're going to have to be ready for it. If he wins the game, people start throwing his name around with Hall of Fame, okay? Yeah. And I don't agree. Yeah. Hey, I'm not sitting here saying it. I'm just telling you, with the numbers he has, he gets a Super Bowl, you know, all of a sudden they're going to be like, wait. Is he I've a seen Hall of Famer? I've seen like, it. No, he had Calvin Johnson his whole fucking career. Anyway, right. yeah. so honestly, for me, when I look at it, I want the Rams to win because this this whole narrative, this is a micro – both of these teams, when you look at it, they're microcosms of where the NFL is trying to win a Super Bowl. Everybody, either with the young, cheap quarterback, which is kind of expected now. Everybody yep. realize that? Mm-hmm. It, it went from the aberration and look what we can do to every organization wants that cheap quarterback to put everybody around. Right. Yeah. So yep, yep. with us as the Cowboys, we're kind of the opposite of that. We're more the Rams in. We're we're the older quarterback who we're still trying to wait to fucking do it, Dak. Anyway, so <laughs> I want I pro, I want Stafford. I, I want the Rams to win. Honestly, man, I don't think that'll happen because if Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase get on a roll here, it's going to be ridiculous. And mm-hmm. the other thing behind this too is Joe Burrow is NFL Comeback Player of the Year. The difference between Joe Burrow and Dak, as far as injuries, is Joe Burrow got over his psychological problems. Dak didn't. That's right. Okay. That's true. Seriously, yep. that's yep. the way I feel about it, man. The injuries to the both of these guys. The dude tore his fucking ACL midway through the season, and we kind of forgot about that. The way he's been playing, right? You know, that's I mean, he, there's no hesitation in the way he plays. He's chunking everything where he needs to. He throws a 50-50 ball up to Jamar Chase, and then we got Dak over here rolling out to the right, going, "Shit, can I? Is the cap okay? Yeah, it's okay. All right, shit." Okay. Throw it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what sir. I mean, Doug. So I think I think the Rams are gonna win. Um, I want to stop this whole fucking thing. And then hell, hey, the narrative of oh, look at Joe Burrow, second year. He's gonna go to a bunch of them. Dan Marino. Dan fucking Marino. So cautionary too. Yes, it is. I'll take the Rams. Already. Mar- Mario. Well, I'm gonna kind of go off of what uh, Connor was saying is you know, the Rams have the talent, especially on their defensive line. But I feel the Bengals have an offensive coach that actually knows what the fuck he's doing in Zach Taylor. And mm-hmm. he can make adjustments to overcome that, much like he did in the AFC Championship versus the Chiefs. So whatever 
It is. Joey B has it, man. That dude, I love watching him play. Um, I hope he wins the Super Bowl. I hate the Rams because I hate super teams, and I feel like that's what they're doing, trading away all their first-round picks, making, you know, a super team. So I want them to go down. It worked um, so I'm far. A, <laughs> yeah. It's working, you know. Uh, they got there. The Rams, I, I feel like everything needs to go perfect. And okay. Stafford is easily rattled. And mm-hmm. I think Hendri- Hendrickson's going to get to him a few times. Yeah. He's going to throw him off his game. And so I, I'm going to take Cincinnati. I'm thinking something 35-30 or something like that. Andreas? I mean, this is this is the first Super Bowl in a long time where I truly don't care either way. Like if it, I mean, Facts. I don't because like Facts. if 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 the Rams win, I'm not going to be any happier than if I would be the Bengals win. I will say this sentimental pick. I'm going to say Bengals because my Aunt Jenny growing up. I mean, she was the only literally the only Bengals fan that I knew in Kingsville. She's from Ohio. She no, paid for Kings don't even know where the Bengals are, bro. No, they don't. <laughs> she she paid for satellite. And back when satellite was expensive, that big old dish on your roof. Yeah. She had satellite so she could watch Bengals games. Every Sunday, she was there with her beer and her cigarette on her recliner watching Bengals games. So I want the Bengals to get it for my Aunt Jenny, R.I.P. in memory of her. R.I.P. Jenny. That's yeah. what I want. I want the Bengals to win so she could finally see them win, man. That's awesome, yeah, man. There you go. That's, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Hell yeah. R.I.P. Jenny. Yeah, that's it. Hey, Sorry. well, for me, uh, I, I, I'll just keep it short and sweet because uh, I really don't give a shit. Uh, let's go with the Bengals. I like Joe Burrow. But the most importantly, before we go, man, who wins at UFC 271 between Lewis and Tuivasa and Stylebender and Whitaker 2? Connor, give me your give me your prediction before you go. <laughs> Stylebender, baby. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. And what about between Derek Lewis and Tuivasa? Hey, I want to say Lewis, but I just I hate the way he fought. Was it the what fight did he have? Was it the um Gagne 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 fight? Was it the Gagne yeah. fight where he just fought like a bitch the whole time? That's it. That's it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Until he finally I know he won. He, he won on a fight night or whatever a month yeah. or so ago. But man, I just. I don't know. I lost a lot of faith in Derek Lewis after the way he fought the Gagne fight. I don't know. That one's tough. I mean, I I, I got Izzy winning for sure, though. Yeah, man, I'm going to go Izzy on that one, and I'll go H-Town Derek Lewis. Already. Mario? I got to be honest with you guys. I do not follow UFC, guys. So I'm going to switch up my closing statement, and I just want to say thank you guys (laughs) for having me on. And I hope y'all feel special because you guys popped my podcast cherry. This is my first time. Ooh. I thought there was blood on the floor over here. My, <laughs> my hymen is gone and I'm raw as fuck. Ooh. Hold up, dog. Hold up. <laughs> well, for me, big bro, you know, my I got the UFC gone. once I had kids, dog. You want me to ask you? You want to ask me what's on PJ Masks tonight? I can answer that. You want me to, you want to ask me <laughs> hey, uh, what, what's the, the latest thing on Netflix for them to watch? What I can the answer fuck? That, Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, my but God. You know me with UFC, dog. You know me yeah. with UFC. Hey, uh, I got to go, dog. My wife is texting me right now. So, hey, Connor, appreciate having you on, bro. Uh, yes, sir. I, I'm sorry if I drank too much caffeine. I talk too much shit. That's the way I am, dog. Everybody else, <laughs> no, Mario, no. appreciate you coming on. Hey, and sorry if I ran over you a few times. I talk a lot, bro. So, yeah, nah, bro, nah. Uh, Mark Corner on on Twitter. Uh, Mark mm-hmm. on Facebook. And now, holla, yo. 
That's love right. you, Papa. That's right. Yeah, let's go. All right. Well, for me, man, before we go, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take uh, Tui Vasa. So I, I like the shoey. You know okay. what I'm saying? Drinking out the shoe uh, over Black Beach, Derek Lewis. Sorry, mm. Lewis, man. I know you H Town representing, man, but I like Tui Vasa, man. And of course, man, we going with the kid Izzy. Let's go. Yes, but sir. man, yeah, hey Connor, for anybody out there that don't know where they can find you, tell them what you what you got going. Uh, most of my work's on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Connor NFL Draft. The Cowboy stuff's kind of converting over to draft stuff now, so you can read that there. Um, I write and podcast as well for blogging the boys, so you can kind of see all that stuff on there. Not writing as much anymore as I used to, but every. Uh, few things a week type of deal so you can check that out there but most of my discourse is on twitter so just follow me on there and let's talk some football lee absolutely mario you can find me on twitter Uh, my username is mario powers up with underscores in between and uh i'm I'm taking a break right now but i do write for uh star boys network and i'm I'm gonna get back on and uh, start putting out some good stuff uh draft stuff and free agency and and, uh, that kind of thing Alrighty. All right. Well, y'all know where y'all can find me, man. At Hop the Ville, on Twitter, talking that shit. Always promoting talking boys with the boys. That's just what I do. Mm. Andreas. Yeah, I'm at that boy Dreezy. You can find me talking sports, wrestling, TV, movies. Mm. And it's always uh G's up, hose down. <laughs> Everybody out there, thank you for rocking with talking boys with the boys. I holla. Yes, sir.